from B Media Production. This is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Steve Sammartino is a futurist who walks the talk. He's someone who thinks differently and does things that many of us wouldn't dream of doing. Five years ago, Steve teamed up with a Lego enthusiast to build a life-size car from $64,000 worth of Lego pieces, completely powered by air. It's on YouTube with close to 10 million views. Sure, it's a gimmick, but if you spend some time with Steve, as we did when he guided Luddites like us through the mysteries of blockchain and distributed ledgers in layman terms, you know he has a deep understanding of new technology and what it means to us all in business. Importantly, he can communicate that. Steve consults with leading companies in Australia and overseas. He's a keynote speaker and author of several books, including his latest, The Lessons School Forgot, How to Hack Your Way Through the Technology Revolution. No doubt technology is disrupting businesses like never before. Steve Sammartino tells Chris Ashmore about the two big technological shifts that businesses need to be aware of. The first one is the shift away from ownership towards access. So now that we've got the information economy, it's giving people access to a lot of resources that we wouldn't have had access to before. And things that were outside of the realms of small business because of information, we can access. So a couple of really simple examples. If you wanted to manufacture in the past, you had to own a factory. There was was no way around that. Unless you were making things by hand, you had to own a factory. And now if you're a small business and you have an idea to manufacture something or you make things and there's some manufacturing capacity you don't have, well, you can go online to Alibaba and there's 4.2 million factories with a few keystrokes. You can access world's cheapest, world's best manufacturing and get that product delivered to you or samples to you. In the past, if you couldn't afford to advertise on TV or radio, it was very, very hard for you to access promotional activity. Now you can do bespoke, small advertising, geographically centric through accessing Google or Facebook or many of the other social media channels to to advertise to your direct audience. Mm -hmm. Now, you like uh, the language of transition. What do you mean about that in a business sense? Some of the things that we used to do were physical and the Industrial Revolution took that away because we got machines to lift heavy things for us, you know, metaphorically. And now we're going to be really moving to a humanity and creative-based business realm where informational left-brain logic gets taken away. And so the creative input or the human input that we can put on top of the information infrastructure will be where tomorrow's jobs are. So we just got to think, how do I transition, you know, in my business or with my skill set to become more valuable tomorrow? And you know what? The technology is inevitable, right? It's like a force. It's going to come. Like we know drones are going to come. We know driverless cars are going to come. The question is, what sort of an impact might that have? And you just sit down and think about it. You will surprise yourself at how many ideas you come up with on the skills you need to transition and how your business might transition. Now, you're you're an advocate of the power of collaboration. I think you use Banksy as an example. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, business for a long time used to be about supply chains and isolation. So you sell one thing, the other person sells another thing. But increasingly what's happening in business is that we use each other's resources. And this ties back to the concept of access that we just spoke about. And so Banksy, for example, he's a street artist. Well, He collaborates. He takes other people's designs and ideas. One of his most famous artworks is representing The Clash, you know, one of their albums, London Calling, where he does a version of that smashing an office chair instead of a guitar, which is kind of funny. And he gives away a lot of his product 
on the street and then he ends up selling some in the gallery. So he sort of, you know, collaborates with other artists. He uses stenciling. He actually takes a stencil or a template of things he's already seen and then reinterprets that. We need to look at the internet as a template that can help us reinterpret our business. And some of the other forms of collaboration, my favourite one's YouTube, because there's no YouTube without us. How can there be? We are YouTube. Yeah, I know Jimmy Fallon and all those other people, the famous people are on there. But the thing that makes YouTube what it is, is that they handed over the tool to us. And then we created something with their tool. So, you know, one of the great tips for small businesses out there, how could you open up the resources that you've got access to, to see young entrepreneurs who could find a new way to help you grow by collaborating with someone? You give them access to resources and they're going to give you access to new customers. And then we, instead of trying to slice up an existential pie, we bake a bigger one. So it's not about inventing something new. You don't have to do that. It's recognising many different tools, technological tools, for example, and putting them together to create something new. Absolutely. That's it. That's the art of it. I mean, you know, it's quite ironic that uh, we've got this whole food thing happening on TV and all the food TV shows, but there's a really interesting analogy there. The ingredients in food haven't changed in thousands of years, right? I mean, some of the the hipsters out there are now eating kale like it's something that's new, like we just invented this (laughs) lettuce, right? But it's just basically finding some old tools and mashing them up. But it's ingredients. Yeah, you're going to put the ingredients together to make something different. They don't have to be your ingredients, right? See what someone else is doing it and reinterpret it or reach out to that person and go, gee, notice you're doing this here. I've got this other similarity here. I can give you this resource. You can give me that resource. And together we've got more. Mm-hmm. The internet of things, that's something that's really taking hold or starting to these days. And again, from a business point of view, Steve, how can we use the internet of things to grow our businesses? Here's a way that I like to define it. During the industrial revolution, we took things that were manual and we added power to them. So we took a pump and then we added electricity to it. And then we had an electric pump. You know, once upon a time, we would use our arm and, you know, to get the water out, we would use that pump. That's a simple example. Starting now with the Internet of Things, what that means is that we add smartness, for want of a better word, or intelligence to dumb things. And those things have probably got electricity in them already, like a fridge or a washing machine, and we add smartness to them. Simple example would be a washing machine turns on at 1am when the electricity is cheap. And so if you're selling anything at the moment, and it doesn't matter what it is, how would you add smartness to it? If you sell a physical thing, how would you make that thing intelligent? And we need to remember that adding intelligence to something is not expensive. Cents on the dollar to put a geolocator or a sensor or a microchip inside, they're very, very cheap. And you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to know the outcome that you want because all of us are a few keystrokes and a Google search away from someone who knows how to do it. And there's some techie in the garage saying, gee, I wish I could just find someone who's making that thing that I could put this smartness to. So we've got to be the architects of the future. We don't have to know how it works, just like none of us know how our car engine works. We just need to know how to drive it. And so the Internet of Things is a really big opportunity to add smartness. And if you're first in your industry, guess what? then you can grow and you can take that template of what you've made and license that out and sell that out to others. This is how small businesses can become big businesses. Well, speaking of smart, uh, you talk about how SMEs should invent money. Can you explain? Inventing money is when you take resources and put them together in a new way that hasn't been done before and create a new market. Solve a problem in a new way that hasn't been solved that way before. I actually just came from surfing here. So this is, the, this is my non-to-five non belief system. So I just came from surfing. And the guys down there in Torquay who started Rip Curl wanted to surf in the winter, 
right? And they couldn't surf in the winter because it was too cold. They invented a market by taking the very first wetsuit they made was from rubber that was underneath some carpet, and they used a pre-World War II sewing machine to make a rubber wetsuit so that they could surf in the winter. Yeah, and now there's a $500 million company by solving a problem that they had themselves. And those opportunities are all around us. If you see a problem that hasn't been solved or a problem within your business that your customers have, how could you solve it? If you solve it by putting resources together that cost you less than you can sell it for, you're, you're literally inventing money. What do you think keeps a lot of business owners awake at night? What are they worried about? You know what I think keeps people awake at night, and it does me too, so I'm really being vulnerable here in front of everyone, right, is the fear that we haven't got the skills that we need to survive the future, that the technology is moving beyond us, mere humans, and I've got good news. The most important thing that we can have in the future is our humanity because that's what differentiates us from machines, right? The humanity is where the value creates. And, and the businesses that do well are those that have the maximum humanity associated with what they sell. Look at Apple Computer. They get twice the price of Hewlett-Packard and all these other guys because there is no instruction manual. It's based on humans. You walk in the store, there's 23 guys in blue T-shirts ready to help you. So the humanity is the thing that we need. And while we're often scared that technology is going beyond us, technology is going to head in a more human fashion. And there's some bumps along the road. But I think that where we're going to go is to have technology serve us instead of us serving it. So everyone can sleep at night. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Just embrace it. Futurist Steve Sammartino. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production. Building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.